Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And this is episode 98. And Kate and I are together today just talking us through a few things uh, that have been on our mind and a few things that hopefully might help you a little bit uh, on your sober journey or your sober inquiry. Um, So yeah, uh, we're going to sort of talk a little bit about some of the projects and things we've got going on as well. So uh, we always start with a check-in. So hi Kate, how are you doing? Hiya, yeah I'm all right now. (laughs) I've been a bit, well look this is what we're going to talk about isn't it? It's going to talk about the the sort of the last 48 hours, I suppose, and uh, what led up to it. I'm, give, yeah. I'm giving it a really big build-up now. And it's like, I know. It's, not, it's nothing particular, but I was like, I was in a right old rump and a shouty, angry mess, and now I'm kind of like, I'm fine. And it's now, that's just the way it goes, isn't it? It's like, I'm like, ah. And now I'm like, the butterflies are flying around my head. What about you? <laughs> um, yeah, same. I'm quite hopeful Mm. I'm uh, I'm um reattaching to this word um since we talked to Bernadette about Mm. hope and I really want to read her book I'm gonna buy it um yeah it's brilliant but I am I do it's it's a strange difficult world isn't it in strange difficult Mm. times um but I do just keep I've managed to yeah flip a bit over which Mm. is again what we're going to talk about and I feel a little bit yeah hopeful today yeah that's nice which is which is nice it makes a bloody change doesn't it change no but um and I loved that one one thing that I read in in the book it was about this kind of because hope can have this kind of Pollyanna type vibe about it or people can be like "Mm, no and it's like you've never watched Pollyanna have you no that's crazy but um, so, but it, you know, it was about there's this bit in the book about it was like hope being, you know, it's like how its role in activism, you know, mm. which is it's basically it's that resilience, isn't it? It's partly is that resilience building. Um, yeah, you got to get up and do. fight another day, haven't you? So if you don't have any mm. hope or any yeah dreams or feelings of things will there's a point yeah yeah it's when you start really taking it apart it's quite a complicated little flame isn't it there's lots of lots of elements to it yeah to fuel for much and I I think yeah I've been very I've really enjoyed thinking about it and sort of mulling it over yeah yeah so before we get into our what has been an interesting few days um not really <laughs> still building it up <laughs> uh we wanted to just to talk a little bit about uh some of the projects and things we've got coming up and different ways to support us really um we have set up a patreon account it's uh patreon.com forward slash love sober pod but it's in the um, links to explain why we did have a donations account that we set up a couple of years ago when we first started the podcast really because obviously we pay for the podcast and you know that's something that we 
felt passionate about and wanted to do and then you know a few people within the community wanted to support us which was amazing and then the kind of technology we were using didn't really work very well and so anyway so we finally got round to setting up a new patreon and we've put in different levels of kind of contributions and essentially you know uh we are a CIC, a community interest company. So what we're trying to do is to help people as much as we can at affordable prices um, and keep the podcast going, really. And we pay for it. And so if you like what we do and you like listening to the podcast and you want to contribute, then that is a way that you can do it. And there are some little bonuses uh, you know, if you want to be part of our community and support that as well, um, or yeah, just have a look and and see what you think. And obviously, it's no obligation. Another way that you can support us is to buy the book and review on Amazon because that's out now. Um, our reviews are so amazing, and they make me really, really, really like happy. Um, I think we've got thirty-one now, sort of five-star reviews, which no, is just amazing. Awesome and um so that's love yourself sober that's the book book yeah there was another way that oh yes and if you rate and review on uh itunes as well that helps people to find the podcast and these are things that you know we probably should say each week but we just we just don't but yeah so we're going to try and be a bit more consistency and and that's part of the journey too isn't it to sort of learn to that it's okay to yeah Mm to ask for help and support and mama you know as women yeah. it's hard <laughs> and, yeah. and it's, it's interesting isn't it because it's like the, the CIC business is is you know you you can get funding so you then you you can get fundraising so that you can offer things at affordable prices but you have to have accounts you have to have been a CIC for a year before you can apply for any funding and we're not there yet so we've we're about we've got about five months to go before we can start working like that so yeah, yeah. so that will be a big project for next yeah. year to try and, yeah or find a angel investor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know it is and I think it's interesting because we part of what what has happened over the last few days has been the mm. conversation about unseen labor and unpaid labor and things that aren't seen mm. and there is this there is a slight thing within recovery that or so, sobriety communities that um you know everything should be free which in an ideal world it should be but <clears throat> actually things aren't free like um either it's done by donation or it's paid for by governments or investors um the notion of free stuff is is a fallacy really um so there we go yeah absolutely <laughs> and excitingly mm. we are working on the launch for our 3 month uh course which is called loving sober which is our personal development course for sober women. And um, we road tested it with a group of women over the summer and they absolutely loved it. So it's fantastic. And um, yeah, you can, the early bird discount is now available. Uh, We've got 10 places at the early bird discount. And um, Kate, do you want to tell them a little bit about 
what yeah. is loving sober mm. i'm so, i'm really really excited about it um and it was brilliant doing it with our with our group of ladies when we beta tested it um yeah so it's it's essentially it's a group coaching program and what we've always sort of said, and I think, you know, we often say the, the necessity is the mother of invention. And I think that this came out of our kind of studies and our need to not only get sober, but to stay sober and then to love sober. So whilst there are lots of, you know, there were, it's amazing that there are quite a lot of get sober support out there now. And then we wanted to address the question of, well, what next? What happens to make us, you know, what happens when we hit a year? What happens when we hit a few months? Like, how do we get from that place of, okay, right, I've, I've, re- I've, I've, I've kind of cracked some of the behavior, behavioral side of it and the habit change, but I'm a bit flatlining. You know, I remember I used to flatline every three months and just mm. then lose a lot of confidence and just go, well, is this just going to be it? Yeah. You know, so it was very demoralizing. And it was like, as I went along and discovered the science of happiness and all of the positive psychology and getting in the flow, creativity, all of the stuff that we have discovered along the way that enables us to love life sober is chucked in that course. And so we are, yeah, it's basically to go, well, that's it. You know, that's it. That's me now. That's me for life. I'm doing this for life because. I've got the toolkit um, and I just can't, I'm just super excited about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yay. And what's lovely about the group program, because we both coach individually and I, you know, love that. And I know that you love that. Yeah. But there is a magic that happens in a group when you go through a process with a group. It, it just, it, you know, it, it fortifies it. And so on my heart, I suppose, my heart is behind the group program uh, yeah I, I'm just lit up by it so yeah yeah and and, and that information yeah yeah and and that's what's happened with the the group that we worked with right they've mm. kind of they created a little group amongst themselves and that's their sober support you know that's their their, their little sort of nugget and and nuts and bolts <laughs> nugget <laughs> Sorry. Not a chicken, not a chicken nugget, <laughs> but like a, a gold one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you not say that? In, is that a Frenchism? Nuggets. I don't know if you would call a group a nugget in English. I think you you've gone to the dark side. You've gone over over that side of the channel. Oh, <laughs> actually, it's actually the well. It's quite a nice side, to be honest. But yeah, well, you know yeah, what? Yeah. They have created a little. Um, New yes. gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how you tease. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. They, they are a nice little tight unit. Mm. There we go for each other now, which is, yeah. which is a really great thing to see because that's mm. what you need. Um, so what's been going on? Yeah, there's one more thing that we're doing, though, as well, before we do that is that for Go Sober for October, we, oh, yes. we're doing In Conversation with our Sober Sheroes that have um, basically informed the book. So, <clears throat> and they're free event, free online events um, via Zoom. Um, and we'll post out 
um, on social media um, and we will put a link. And if you're on the newsletter, then you'll get that as well. Um, and we are talking to, who are we talking to? Claire Pooley. Yeah, Dawn Nicole. Yeah, so it, it, different things. So Dawn Nicole about, you know, what's behind the bottle, you know, the female experience. Claire, we're talking to about motherhood. Yeah. Um, we are talking to Jolene Park, who really helped us to get our heads around the kind of sort of some of the somatics and the nutritional side of our sobriety and our sober journey and informed the way in which we work with clients. She's like such a big inspiration and a great and grey area drinking and yeah. grey area drinking of course you know the whole grey area drinking uh, amanda grace because there's a lot about creativity as well and finding our flow and our thing which really helps us with our resilience yeah. and hopefully we've got lucy as well lucy rocker yet to confirm because she's on holiday yes for lucy rocker on holiday yeah. i'm so glad that that woman is having a freaking holiday if anyone deserves it, um, about the importance of community. So they'll be on Saturdays throughout, um, yeah, throughout October. October. The two, yeah. And any, we've got a donation button there that will go to Macmillan as well, the cancer charity, to to give a bit of support to them. Yeah, yeah. So quite a lot. It's, this is like an infomercial today, isn't it? I know. We'll get on to what we built up, like how big, like, and then. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's just not interesting at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, we both had a blowout, me. didn't we? We both had. We both kind of hit a bit of a wall and got angry, cried and shouted. Yeah. Um, so what was going on with you? Um, I think uh, fatigue, uh, obviously. I think... Um, working too much and not making or having no not not making time to process what's going on and also just that um not articulating boundaries it's all that stuff it's all the stuff um and not feeling um valued yeah and um miscommunication you know just the the general life family stuff um and what was interesting was that when it actually so what happened basically oh and then I was ill um so I was low so it's like the perfect storm for the wine wine witch back in the day and that's why we wanted to talk about this because it's like we don't do that now so like how does this all play out because you know people can be doing quite well on their sober journey and then you you know the perfect storm of all the stuff and then you just go back into you know old habits and and go fuck it and buy a bottle of wine so we don't do that so what happens um yeah and so I've been ill and just feeling like you know the house was an absolute shit tip um and rather than being able to go, what I'd really like, if it's possible tomorrow, is that we all sit down and make a list of all the things that's going on. Because I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed at the moment and I'd really like some help. Um, and, you know, I see I see things that you don't tend to see around <laughs> the house. <laughs> and it'd be really nice if you noticed them. I went, Who's that? 
<laughs> like that um and then my husband went and then I went uh, and then my kids went um and then I went off um and then I felt a lot better <laughs> I was like I was like a punch from Juvenile show or something um Nothing like when like when Vanda, if you haven't listened to our episode with Vanda Canton, we did an, um, a podcast with her and she asked us to do emotions in noise. And there we go, Vanda, I did it for you again. Um, and just, I guess what was interesting is, you know, I don't, you know, I don't drink. So I guess there's two things, really. The fact that the warning signs were there. So there's still work, like everything's a process, you know, like, you know, progress, not perfection. Like, interestingly, Sharon, a London artist, who's a great friend of of mine, of ours, um, I sent her a message last week saying I was overwhelmed and I was feeling great. She said to me, have you been making to release your feelings? Yeah, she's an artist. She's a you know incredible that that has been her mental health support is doing her art pro, um and if you don't know her check out um at london artist underscore one on instagram um and i was like i can't talk now i'm too busy like rah! you know frustrated face or whatever so the warning signs are there but you bat them away right and then and i guess the other thing is is that you know none of this is abnormal like we all have emotions and we have dark emotions and we get angry and we get frustrated mm. and 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 none of that is bad but it's just kind of where it takes you and what you do with it yeah. and there's so much shame and so much kind of well we're taught to repress mm. repress or suppress, suppress our feelings negative feelings negative feelings we shouldn't have we should just have happy feelings and that's just not life and I think it's just really nice to sort of highlight that again and and you know say to people that it happens and there's no shame and actually it's pretty healthy to have a a big shout and a cry okay you know ideally my big shout and a cry would have been better into the woods or shouted on a piece of paper you know like doing Amanda Grace's practices or going doing some punk art journaling and scribbling it all down and then painting all over it or doing some or dancing it out or you know going for a run like there are other other ways that I could have released those feelings which is what mm. needed to happen but I'm not perfect mm. You know, and afterwards, when everything is settled down, you know, I went and I apologised to my kids and my husband. I was like, you know, sorry, and I this is what's going on for me. And then we made a plan and then we worked forward. And they understood that they hadn't been doing, you know, it wasn't out of nothing. Like the house was a tip and I, I'm not, I'm, my job is not to be kind of there laborer so again it's that thing of the woman's role right um yeah and 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 what was really interesting for me because you know you hear about kind of gratitude and uh, gratitude schmatitude you know 
And it was so hard to kind of get on board with that at the beginning. And it is a practice and it is something that sometimes you have to really like do and work at. But as soon as I'd released those feelings, I could suddenly access gratitude again and like pretty much instantaneously. And then I could work on it, you know, kind of repeating myself like I was going around just going I'm grateful for the cat and you're wow look oh this is really blue blue sky actually like the world doesn't Mm. feel so bad right now like oh I actually really like putting the washing out when it doesn't go in the dryer and I can go outside like this is quite a nice moment for moment and just everything kind of I guess is those yeah it is that sort of burst out and then everything felt a bit more manageable and so I guess that's just yeah and you're always talk about your experience too but it's that thing of saying to people um you can get through these things and you don't have to numb it out with booze and that's essentially what happened and then it passes you know yeah yeah what about you exactly the same yeah like basically almost verbatim it's like all you know but so I've like I think the red flags and the crash from last week. So it was a week ago I hosted my mum's 80th and I really broke myself like doing all of that, you know, and that came at the end of three weeks of solid, solid book launch, da, 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 you know, lots and lots and lots of stuff. And I really, really wanted to just stop and down tools and I couldn't. And so, again, you know, my son's still se- settling into school. There's still all the, the school run to do. I had quite a lot to do. And then it was amazing because um, we had work. I was on Women's Hour on Thursday. So that suddenly got that came into the inbox. And obviously that's like such an honour and amazing. But I literally shat my pants yeah. about it. <laughs> No, not literally, metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, metaphorical. that's not a time to use the word li- literally, is it? <laughs> no. time. And even when I was like there, I was like hyperventilating. I was sitting on the floor because we know about somatics. I, wrote, I, I was like, I wrapped myself up in a shawl. Yeah. I sat on the floor to speak to Dame Jenny Murray. And these two professors having the biggest kind of imposter syndrome crisis of my life and hyperventilating. <laughs> but I was bloody knackered. And anyway, it was fine. And using the essential oils and holding on to a statue of the Virgin Mary that I got in Rome, even though I don't believe in God. <laughs> but I do believe in Mary, strangely. That's funny. Because yeah. she's a woman. <laughs> I'm so, like, biased. It's awful. Um, Anyway, and so that that was all right. But then, and then, actually, I'm going to laugh about it now because it, it did culminate in a, the massive, a mother of all arguments, which it's not very often that my husband and I are really, really angry with each other, but we really, really were. We were like proper, proper angry with each other. And basically, so then I had a couple of days of feeling incredibly hormonal, you know, the perfect storm. But basically, because I'm perimenopausal, I've my my cycle which has always been really regular suddenly has gone haywire and it was like the third month you know without without period and I was like so then I got really upset and I was really crying 
Mom is like, I didn't know it was my I'd known it was my last period. I didn't really enjoy my period. And then I was like, I was texting you going, I think I might plant a tree to my period. And then I spoke to my husband. He went, well, maybe you should write a letter to your last period. And I was like, I think I, think I can do that. And then I and then basically my period came. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Oh, thank fuck for that! You better enjoy it." It's like make the most of it, right? Take so, a to this one, will you? Yeah. yeah, it's like okay. So so that drama went, but I've, obviously I was still really really hormonal, and then I had like this massive argument, and this culminated like you know how much I really don't like a spreadsheet, right? Like I am terrified of a spreadsheet, but what I did. Was then I made a spreadsheet of all of the jobs that I do, <laughs> and I broke it up into literally minutes of how much I spent, how many minutes I spent every day, and it was like loading the dishwasher. It was like five and a half minutes. Like literally, it took me bloody ages, and I printed it all out, and then I presented it and shouted, and it was like I just did not handle any of it really well, and it ended up with all these big arguments and. Um, anyway the upshot of it was that the kids we both did realize and in the it's quite a good exercise because I was able to once and stop shouting to say to my husband that like the reason I think I'm doing this is to name and point and make explicit the stuff that I do in because I was shouting I was like no one no one appreciates me but actually what, mm. I, what I was doing was I I, I said I need to make this explicit so that I can manage my own expectations and take some of the pressure off myself about yeah. work, about bossing this, about what I can do, you know, and and the sort of frustration about being able to to work now and to put my you know so much energy into the work that I love with love you know with what we do, but actually having I added up three hours and 50 minutes of basic unpaid labor mm. a day and and then I and then you know and it was all of that and there's been a bit like because you know the odd comment from my my husband about money has just you know it's built up and built up and built up and it's like but I'm not I'm working all the time and and half of that is just not paid so it was that it was this exercise in sort of you know the categories oh yeah that one that does bugger all (laughs) literally taking the piss um but um yeah so but interestingly after that um in the evening we were trying to watch a film and then it sort of came up again I think because I was texting you and there was Rose in Paris and we'd all had arguments with Mm. our partners and so this kicked this discussion off again and then in the end, I ended up sort of crying and then realising that I was feeling so, 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 so sad. And underneath the anger that I'd got rah about, um, basically it's a couple of my friends that have cancer at the moment and I was, I was I'm desperately sad about that. Um, and I have, and also it was the, I'd been checking the COVID news too much and I was missing you guys and thinking, well, maybe I won't be able to get to see you. Um, you know, and there was actually just quite a lot of sadness un- underneath and the unknown and 
And fear, right? And fear. That was it, the anger. It was like, and then all of that came out and then we had a hug and then it was like, okay, it's okay. And then I could connect again and I could come out of this ultra shut down, angry, freaked out, distressed kind of space. And I just sort of said to to my husband, I'm not, I can't sit still. I'm really stressed out and I'm, I'm really, I'm finding things difficult and I'm perimenopausal and Mm. I'm scared and a couple of my friends are really ill and I'm feeling so sad. And it was like, oh, it literally, you know, and then we got the kids on board and um, said, look, we really do need help. Because I said, then I said to him, look, I know, because then he was like, but I can't do it because I'm working for all of this time that we worked out. And I said, well, let's look at your hours. Let's see what you're doing so that maybe I don't take that for granted as well. Maybe that's you, it. It's taking, you know, yeah, it's it's so, having a, a real conversation about it. Because what was really interesting about what was going on is that you know, in terms of keeping, I mean, this is so banal, but this is like the stuff that everyone goes through, right? Is that we don't the things in the house that are like lying around, or the things that, that don't get tidied, or whatever we don't get annoyed about the same stuff. Like we don't see the same stuff. And it's really interesting when you actually have that conversation because I was like, and this, you know, no one ever sees this. And he's like, but I don't care about that. And I'm like, well, I do. And and then he was like, but this, like all your art stuff everywhere, (laughs) that really annoys me, but Mm. I don't say anything, you know, because I'm not here. And so it was that back and forth. And and so that's it's like when you actually just sort of lay it out and it's like oh okay and mm. it's like and then you can get that like and again it's like when you actually sort of lay out because you don't it's it's the expectations and the unsaid yeah you know? so it's like but I do all this but it's like well I don't know you do that like so if you actually sort of verbalize it all or like visualize it all mm. you can go and it is like that because I have that my husband works away a week. I'm like, so, you know, you don't have to cook, you know, so you sleep in clean sheets every night. And he's like, I'm on my own in a hotel room. It's, you know, so it's like you, you have these other like ideas of what, what it's like for the other person and resentment basically yeah. is just yeah. nothing. That's yeah. not a helpful, uh, you know, emotional state. So it's yeah. like, well, let's get inside of that yeah it comes I was thinking about and it comes from that sort of scarcity you know the fear the fear and the fear I think it's all fear it's all fear based isn't it really when you think about it but and again though that we could recover from the stuff that we said because I said things that weren't right and so did he and then there's sort of we because of the because of not drinking, I still maintain that we are better at climbing down from an argument. It's not so much shame, therefore the defences aren't up. And also you've not gone, maybe you haven't gone to 100. Maybe you've lost your shit and gone to about 68. Do you know what I mean? 68% mm. anger or whatever. But then you you are you can remember it and you can sort of patch it up and you've got to you know that conflict resolution is I find is much easier probably because I don't have the shame I only said that because of x y and z no I did I said it because it was real but what was it 
what was the driver? Yeah. And, the, and like you said, you can kind of identify the driver better, can't you? Yeah. The reasons, the causes. Yeah, and I do oh. think, well, it's just like when you drown it out, mm. not only do you get stuck in those resentments because nothing ever gets kind of sorted out, you don't move forward for anything, you just drown it out. So it just becomes bigger and bigger, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and and also just being able to kind of come back to rebalance an emotional state and and this thing about being able to connect with what's right about the situation you know it's Mm. like I mean I was listening to something on the there's a new kind of um slightly off subject but there's a new um sort of alcohol awareness um radio campaign in France at the moment about pregnancy so because in France there's zero alcohol is the when you're pregnant or breastfeeding as a mother uh, there's zero alcohol and it's, it's a recommendation quite, yeah. Yeah, yeah um and it's quite a strong advert it's like you know drinking while whilst pregnant can cause you know this 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 so if you want to protect your child don't drink basically Mm. um and I thought I thought wow like that's really good but I can imagine because we hold alcohol in society as such a treat and such has such worth it's again it's that thing of like it's not fair you know it goes into this kind of Mm. like you know I'm a mom, so I have to give this up because of my role, you know, to have a baby. Da, 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 da. So again, it's kind of like it puts it really, I don't know anything that's, it just makes, I just remember feeling like that so much mm. of like, what, because of my mental health, it was like, I'm depressed, I've got anxiety, I have to give up alcohol. It's not fair. Why does he get to do it and I can't? And I just thought, it was like, God, it's like another thing. It's like, right, because we carry the child, we have to not do this thing. And because it's so strongly messaged as something that we should have and want and it's desirable and, and a reward and stuff, mm. it's so much unpicking to then yeah. as in, you know, finally when you're, you don't have to do your job as a mum and carry the baby to then think, oh, actually alcohol isn't something we want I don't know it just made me think there's those questions of resentment Mm. of not being able to do something and alcohol being your reward and your treat I think affects people so much why I think you're absolutely right and you know to going back to that chat that we had on the on women's hour about the marketing and the pink washing and the gendering and the messaging and the lack of regulation you know that it's just really, really fucking irresponsible that you yeah. you get to you get free reign to bombard women with all of that, and then you've got these situations where they, you know, when you've when you're going to suddenly go, oh, but actually you can't do this. It's like so you're. It's just the wrong kind of, you know, it's so disempowering. Yeah. And, and that's what I was honest, thinking. And that's why we've got to sort of really call bullshit from it, all the messaging around it, so strongly. 
Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. So I was like, right, so what's the flip of that? Like, what's the the shift? And that's why, you know, you really have to see alcohol for what it is, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like the it's the William Porter, Alcohol Explained. Yeah. It's within our book. It's within Annie's book, you know, This Naked Mind. It's like that's when you need those tools to be like, what does alcohol do? What is it? It's poison. Like, it's a drug. It's, you know, and you have to really, really. Got to have that very, break very down. Strong, strongly in your head. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's Break like down the biggest that ammo. That was one hundred percent the biggest ammo for me in the first year, and it was like that Jason Vale approach as well. Yeah, it was like, no, you know, yeah. we do research. You. I know your name. I know what you do, and I can see you. And you're yeah. not doing that to me. And yeah, it's got to come from that place, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. it's not like I have to do this and it's not fair it's like I don't want you I yeah you know yeah you're that's nonsense so yeah so if you if that resonates then Jason Vale's book mm. our book <laughs> um Alcohol Explained William Porter's mm. book and Annie Grace's book I'd say as well um but for you definitely Jason Vale's what's it called I haven't read that oh, one how to kick Qu- booze isn't it how to I can't even remember now I've got it in my bookshelf so oh here it is kick the drink dot 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 easily uh yeah yeah um, yeah I should read that one actually and I would imagine but I haven't read it um uh Alan Carr's book as well <clears throat> I did read that and I didn't I didn't get on with didn't that resonate. no because I think that his one about smoking was genius and it was like mm, I know his method and it didn't come across like didn't didn't that was his yeah it didn't have the have the same have the same thing yeah yeah so try yeah see which see which one resonates with you but that what you said about the mindset the mindset and you've got to protect that mindset and by keeping that topped up and reading and remembering because of that that bias and that habit especially you know in the early days is so strong and the messaging is so strong and it gets it does get so much easier so really do yeah get that sort of because it's true that's the other thing it's not like oh well let's just tell ourselves this because it's going to make things a lot easier it's like it's all true (laughs) so (laughs) let's just get it into our heads because then it's going to be better anyway right but we made it um yeah and so that's we live to tell the tale don't make me so, sing tonight twain do not make me okay i won't no um i'm really fighting hard with my impulse. okay good i don't even know what song is in there trying to come it out looks so. like no. looks like we made it no don't i'm not going there okay okay um yeah so that that's it really and um we hope that that helped you know it's not easy having difficult emotions but they're normal and there's no shame yep. in being pissed off and I think especially for women we're really heavily told that we should not and actually I'm gonna scrap that because there is the toxic masculinity about male emotions is unbelievably strong so I think they have it just as bad in different ways as it's not just yeah, a women's issue no, it's a human issue that we're told that yeah it is 
got to medicate anything that isn't perfectly comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right then. So if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, no, we haven't done a reason to love sober. <laughs> What's right, your reason then. to love sober? And my tip of the day. Tip of the day. My tip of the day is find something to release emotional feelings. So buy a boxing ball or get into creativity or run or jump up and down, but find something. And I love this I this releasing. So thank you very much to mm. Sharon for giving me that vocabulary you my tip of the day is to going back to the sort of the the perimenopausal thing and the cycle and just how I don't know if you know it is that thing of like I just totally lose perspective when the hormones go cray cray it's like I literally I did totally lose perspective. I was absolutely convinced that I was 100% right. Like 100%, like totally right. No, you do not have a point. And I'm very rarely like that. I'm fairly reasonable. (laughs) And I just, like, so I'm, I'm reading this book at the moment, which is brilliant, called Wild Power. And it's by, don't know, can't remember, somebody Pope. Alexandra Pope, Alexandra Pope and a Dutch lady, but we'll link it and I'll put put thing. And it is about like linking in with your cycles, like your menstrual cycle and the stages of, you know, womanhood. And it's like, it's just stuff that we should be, we should know, you know, mm. stuff that would be so, so useful for us. And I think it's a big sober thing for women. I think that our, you know, our monthly cycle, such a big trigger point, you know? Yeah. So that would be it. And my reason to love sober is that we can recover and we can recover from the stuff and we can recover from an argument and we can recover our balance. And we can say sorry to our kids even when we've, you know, we've shouted at them. And then we can say, and then we can go, well, actually, and also now you really need to empty the dishwasher on a daily (laughs) basis, you know, so we can, we just get to do, you know, you can just, do it you know come back and then make a plan you know that's yeah. my reason to love sober the elasticity elasticity of a functioning sober i love <laughs> good <laughs> oh god <laughs> i've made you i've literally made you cry <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I think so. The, the elasticity of function is so bad. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, well, my reason to love sober is because um, it led me to to do a podcast and um, cheers me up. Oh, yay. 
Yeah. Okay, so we should wrap it up. And um, if you are immediately concerned about your drinking, please just send up a flare. Connect with us at info at lovesober.com um, or one of the online communities. So many that we signpost each week. So, you know, Club Soda, Soberistic, She Recovers, Be Sober and Quit. So many. And just, you know, do reach out. Don't feel like you're you're on your own. Um, and Soberistas has an anonymous Ask the Doctor service. Visit your cheap here, etc. But don't feel alone. Send up a flare. And um, we'll see you next week for more chat.